You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Matt Curvilla. Today, I am very excited to talk to Heather Atkins about getting started with account-based marketing tips that she's accumulated around both planning and execution. Heather is the head of industry, field, and account-based marketing at KPMG's U.S. member firm. She leads a team responsible for driving growth for the firm's industries, markets, and priority accounts by developing an industry go-to-market strategy, thereby accelerating demand in the field and oftentimes uses account-based marketing initiatives to do this. Heather, I'm really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Very excited to be here today and chat with you about one of my favorite topics, account-based marketing and sales and marketing alignment. Well, one thing that I've known from working with you, Heather, is I feel like your superpower is the ability to get multiple teams pointed in the same direction. I've heard this from your work across multiple companies. So I guess maybe to start, can you tell us a little bit about how you first define account-based marketing and then go about aligning with sales leaders? Yeah, absolutely. And you're too kind, Matt. So I am new in role at KPMG. I have the pleasure of leading 120 very talented marketers, all focused on industry, field, account-based marketing. So this question is very timely to how I plan on approaching, defining and aligning our ABM strategy with the business and sales leaders within KPMG. Mm-hmm. And I think first it starts with agreeing on what ABM is for us. You know, How do we define ABM as an organization? If you ask 20 different people, you'll likely get 20 different answers. And so I've pioneered account-based marketing initiatives at a few different companies. And I think how we defined it and really agreed upon definition with sales has always been based on our maturity level to operationalize it at that specific point in time. At least I mean, in you the can't court. force a definition on sales that they don't it, agree with. It, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I think... And and also, I think, you know, when introducing a new approach, and it can be anything, not just ABM, we want to immediately jump to the run phase and forget that sometimes we have to walk, maybe even crawl first when trying something new or different. (laughs) Have you you formalized the definition yet? You you mentioned you just started at KPMG. Have you formalized that definition yet? Or are you sort of still in that ideation process? Yeah, definitely at KPMG, I'm just in discovery mode and, and learning from the teams. But if you ask me in terms of a definition, I think ABM Nirvana is how the CMO of Demandbase explains it. And so, Matt, I know you're very familiar with this definition. Um, (laughs) I I would hope I am. (laughs) Yes, very familiar. But, you know, I like how he talks about this idea of moving from ABM to account-based experience. And, you know, that it's a strategy that spans all of the go-to-market teams, not just marketing. It's not something that marketing you know, should be doing in a silo, but it has to be orchestrated across marketing, all of the sales teams, customer success, all of your teams that make up how you go to market. And so I think, you know, through that orchestration, you can really focus on the accounts that are the most relevant and at the right time for the account. So spot on. Yep, exactly. And all of us as marketers want to deliver the right content to the right customer at the right time. And I think that's the ultimate outcome of ABM. And so, you know, this continued shift to ABX is 
using data, using insights, machine learning, you know, using all of that information to know when and how to engage. And of course, since this is about sales and marketing alignment, you know, doing that in lockstep with sales. Right. Yeah. I think when we first joined forces with John, I was like listening to a bunch of podcasts of his and he said it so bets so well on one of them where he said, we often use the time fishing, spear fishing, net fishing, mm -hmm. whatever to go out when we talk about marketing, but it doesn't feel very good to be poked by a spear. So <laughs> it doesn't, for the person who's getting poked by the spear, it doesn't feel very good. So experience starts to just change how we even think about the, the tactics and the channels we're using, because it's less about marketing and more about how they perceive our brand, consume our brand and engage with our brand. And so I find that having that definition is really important to having success with the approach. And I'm also curious because this comes up often, are there specific steps you go through when you start talking to sales and you go through joint account planning? Yeah, absolutely. And this is definitely an interesting question because we used to go to sales to ask them, you know, which accounts that we should focus on. And we still do that to an extent, which of course should mm -hmm. be tied to the growth strategy of the business and how and where we want to win as a company. But I think, you know, when we sit down with sales for joint account planning, there's so many additional data points to consider that it's no mm -hmm. longer just about us. It's about the account and we can prioritize outreach to those accounts showing intent, which tells us it's probably the right time for them. You know, right. they have a problem they're trying to solve and we can help. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, as marketers, we all want to deliver the right content to the right person at the right time. But how do we know it's mm -hmm. the right time? And I think that's where these insights are super critical, yeah. like buying intent, like you know, what topics or emerging trends does the account care about? And, and I think that's when you can really understand their priority goals. You can begin to identify and map the buying committee. You can learn what their needs are and then talk about us, right? Then map which solutions we have that will meet those needs. And all of that mm -hmm. is fueled by sales input, by account insights, and really sitting down together and, and account planning. I love how you say that, by the way, it's, it's no marketer sets out with the idea of sending the wrong message at the wrong time. Everyone wants to do it, but to do it right, you have to have data and align with sales. And, and th those are two, two good signals that I think you mentioned. I, I heard you say like intent and buying behavior. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, how do you, how do you define intent? What's intent mean to you? Yeah. I mean, it, it really is any signal that tells us that that account is in the market for something that we have to deliver at that point in time, right? So they could be researching mm -hmm. topics on keywords that are relevant to us, emerging trends that, you know, our solutions care for. Any signal, you know, engaging on us, engaging off of us, any signal mm -hmm. that lets us know that we should be front and center in front of this account at that point in time. I love how you define that. I do feel like as an industry, sometimes we get lost in that term and what that specifically means. Like, are we yep. talking about one type of signal or another type of signal? But the reality is we're talking about all signals because all of those signals matter. You just might treat them and measure them a little bit differently. So in a world where you have access to these insights that you're bringing to sales when you have these discussions, what input does does sales, what, what, what are they giving when you, you have this wealth of insights and then what is what's sales expected to bring to the table? Yeah, I think really to get to get a bit tactical in my approach to, to get those insights out of sales or to get that data out of sales, I've hosted full day workshops where I get all of the key stakeholders in a room. Definitely could be a virtual room from, you know, the, the past year and a half, but get everyone together <laughs> and, and, you know, going back to the definition, work through the definition, 
work through the coverage model, right? So, uh, you know, where, which accounts should we be focusing on and what tiers um, right. and then work through account planning for your most strategic accounts. And so I think that's where sales comes to the table and really through their conversations with accounts lets us know, you know, what the pain points are of the account and what should, what we should be focusing on. And then also in those workshops, working through the sales and marketing orchestration plan. And hmm. one of the other outputs, right, of this collaboration, I think, is an ABM charter and an alignment on very specific roles and responsibilities of each of the teams as you move into execution. That's so well said. And I, I love that concept of there's no, there's no real replacement for spending time together. You just gotta, mm-hmm. you just gotta spend the time together. You get, then you get the input on what they think's going on with the account. And then you conclude together what the account-based experience looks like. I, I totally love that. I, I am curious though. I find that of course, we're all so busy with our jobs, but of course, market forces are changing and you know, strategies are always changing. So after you've done that first initial alignment, which it sounds like, you know, could be a few weeks, could be, you know, whatever amount of time, do you have any tips around sustaining it? Because I think we all know intuitively that this is, this isn't a one-time conversation. So mm-hmm. are, is there, are there any like tips around things, like just like tricks you could do or things you could do to just make sure that you continue to stay aligned a year, two years? three years after you've first had that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is a good one, Matt, for sure. I think it, for me, initially, it goes back to how you can build relationships and influence stakeholders across the organization, across your GTM team. And mm-hmm. that's the key to alignment success in the beginning. But yes, it is an ever-evolving strategy. The market changes, a new trend emerges, maybe you know specific account goals change customers have new needs that we should be addressing, or maybe even we have new solutions that we're taking to market. So whatever the reason might be, but it's definitely an ever evolving strategy. So it should not be a one and done conversation with sales. And so I think the challenge is just that. How do we ensure we have the right amount of ongoing cross-functional communication? And we're asking ourselves often, has anything changed? And what should we be doing to address those changes? How should we, as the GTM team, pivot to best meet the needs of the customer? And I think a great example of that is how to find account tiers or account bridge model. You know, accounts might slide up or down in priority and, and kind of go, you know, be tiered in a one to many, one to few, one to one, but they could shift, right? So there's a need to shift our marketing plans accordingly and pull different levers at different mm-hmm. times. You know, maybe the business strategy changes, therefore we should tweak our focus areas. But I think all of that for me still goes back to the relationships we have internally across the account teams, you know, across sales, marketing, customer success, and how we come together with the customer at the center and really take a pulse often on what's happening in those accounts. Yeah, I love that. And for anyone listening, Heather truly is a a master at this. And part of what I think makes her so good is that she... When, when a lot of people say that they would like to revisit the account and I, in an ideal world, they'll continue to, Heather actually does embrace the conversation. So if six months from now, there's a new theme emerging that might change the original strategy, Heather doesn't let all of the weight of what they originally planned keep her from evolving and adjusting to what, what new themes are. So I love that concept of continuing to stay in touch with sales, but also the one word that I thought was particularly key is the word relationships. But it truly is a relationship with sales. They're not just 
your client or they're your client there. It's not just a, it truly is a partnership and a relationship where both of you have a shared goal of making sure that customer is happy, making sure the company is successful, making sure you're hitting business outcomes. Sure. Your roles might change and how you do that, but you guys both care about the same thing. And so it's important to have a relationship with, with the counterparts that are part of the revenue engine and how you guys deliver an experience to these accounts. So I, I love all that. I am curious though, you know, in a world where you have all these different functional groups coming together to do account-based marketing, how do you think about success? Do you have specific metrics that you look at? Do you, is it more intangibles? Yeah. How do you sort of orient around that? Yeah, I, I would say it's both. And I love uh, what you just said. So, I mean, first thing I'll say about KPIs and metrics is that ABM KPIs should be shared across the entire go-to-market team. I think that's where the real accountability happens and the real collaboration happens when everyone has their part to play and everyone is vested, right? And, and, and what those outcomes are. And I look at it uh, a few ways. In the accounts you're focusing on, are you creating that top funnel engagement that you really need? Are you creating new opportunities? Are you accelerating deals in the pipeline? And, and are you increasing average deal size and really deepening those relationships? And are you doing so right in the focus areas you've identified, whether it be solution areas or particular markets or industries that you're focus on, focused on as a business? And so all of that, you know, there's several metrics that make up these things that help us tell the story. And we certainly should be optimizing against those metrics. But I think what it boils down to for me, and some of this could be intangible, but what it boils down to for me is, are we deepening relationships with our accounts through a very intentional focus on them and delivering personalized and engaging experiences? I love that. Do you have a specific number or type of metric that you've landed on as the way to measure if you're deepening relationships, perhaps number of engaged contacts, number of unique uh, solutions sold? I'm just curious if you have a point of view on that, or do you feel like it changes based upon who's deploying the account-based strategy? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it changes, and I'll, probably it also changes depending on where the account fits and the tiers of focus, right? Whether it's a one-to-many or one-to-one, where we're delivering, you know, one-to-one, -one, we're delivering more executive engagements. It's definitely more of a white glove treatment. You have a higher sales touch and maybe less, you know, on the marketing um, side. And so the metrics change depending on which account it is. But one thing I think regardless of which account that I like to look at also is attribution data, right? So I can better understand the entire buyer journey within these accounts and can really better understand all of the sales and all of the marketing touch points and how they work together to help us deepen relationships. I love that. That's and such a good way to think about it. What, what channels or tactics or mediums are influencing an account as they interact with you? That's such a good way to put it. Do you have, I mean, across all this stuff, clearly you've done this a, a few times. So I'm just curious for the folks who are listening and maybe just getting started or just like thinking about their own sales team and their relationships and how to like navigate that. Do you have any key takeaways that you'd give those folks or lessons that you wish maybe you had heard before you had gotten started? Absolutely. So I can summarize this certainly in a few key takeaways. And the first one is around alignment. You know, I would say there are a few critical areas you must gain alignment on. We talked about the definition of ABM. That's critical. And that definition can evolve depending on the maturity level of your organization, your account coverage model and criteria where accounts should fall, the amount of focus or, you know, sales and marketing outreach in each tier is definitely mm -hmm. important to align on. 
um, the goals and priority solutions for your strategic accounts, and then what does success look like, right? We just talked about, you know, aligning on KPIs. The next key takeaway, I think, is how you go about gaining alignment. And again, for me, this goes back to building relationships with key stakeholders, influencing those key stakeholders, and really finding a way to articulate the value of ABM in a very meaningful way to each of them. And I, I never top, stop uh, telling the story, right? So whoever will listen across the organization, I tell <laughs> the story to gain advocacy. And, you know, with cross-functional alignment, we're building the strategy together. And so the key stakeholders become vested, they feel a sense of ownership, and they become advocates. I love that. That's that's so good. So alignment and then how you go about getting the alignment. And so it feels like if you're just getting started with ABM or you're starting to talk to your sales team more about it, uh, it sounds like the more time you spend on communicating ABM, the, the better. I mean, it sounds like there's not just one way, but maybe a, a multitude of ways. So I think that's exactly right. And, and I would also add kind of the third and final key takeaway is start somewhere. Don't be paralyzed, you know, in assessing your organization's readiness for ABM. If you feel like your maturity level is not there, it's okay to start with a crawl approach and work your way up to run or eventually sprint. You know, you don't have to have the perfect tech stack on day one. You don't have to have all of the personalization capabilities in place on day one. So just start, you know, start somewhere, start showing results and then scale from there. So well put. And I, I can't think of a single organization that started out perfect on account-based marketing because it's it's literally impossible to start out perfect. And I think the most successful folks who are doing it now are the ones who were experimenting five, six years ago. And then every year they just continue to experiment and continue to layer and continue to get better. So, so well put. If you're listening, you know, start where you can. Don't stress out about the things you can't control. Just start with, you, with what you can do. And if you do get a chance to align with sales and work through where you want to be, I mean, all the better. That way you know where you're pointed. Yep. So I guess, I mean, you've already dropped a lot of knowledge on us, Heather. Do you have any other, <laughs> any other non-ABM knowledge? Do you have a, maybe like a, like a book or like a video or web series or newsletter that you're checking out that you think the audience might enjoy? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. So this is not a book on ABM, but it, it definitely goes hand in hand with the last key takeaway of starting somewhere. And it's a book called uh, Atomic Habits. Highly recommend it. The book is all about a framework for getting 1% better every day and really forming the right habits and mastering the little behaviors that in the moment don't seem like a big deal, but over time can lead to something really big or can lead to remarkable results. And so the, the author you know, talks about the two-minute rule. So to start with these little behaviors or habits that take no longer than two minutes, so you can actually achieve them. But you know, these habits become sort of gateway habits is what he, how he describes it, that really lead to bigger and better things. And so one of the examples, which I love for any runners that might be listening is running a marathon. Like you don't just decide you want to run a marathon one day and then actually run it the next. It's a gradual process that starts with the habit of simply putting your running shoes on. <laughs> and, and he talks about that being the gateway habit to eventually walking and then maybe running a 5K, and then maybe a 10K, and then eventually progressing up to your goal of running a full marathon. So, you know, you, you might not be ready today to form the right habits, or, you know, you might not be ready today, but set up, set yourself up for success and form those habits that will help you get 1% better every day. 
Such great advice to, I think, end this this pretty big topic on. Thank you for being on our show. I, I really enjoyed having you on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Thank you. Also, I appreciate the invitation to join you today. You asked very insightful questions that I thoroughly enjoyed answering. And as I mentioned, it's one of my favorite topics. So it certainly was my pleasure to chat with you. Awesome, Heather. You take care. You too, Matt. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV. 